My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. Hey guys, Brianna here with a quick message for all of you lovely members of the TTRPG community. We have a group of friends who needs your help. Go on Twitter and check out Homebrew Queens at at Homebrew Queens and see what you can do to help these lovely ladies bring their father back to the table. Let's show them what community is all about. I'm Megan. I play Stacy on uh, Discount Dungeons podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Podbean, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, excuse me. Uh, have you seen a goblin dressed in purple and black anywhere around? I couldn't have find him. I'm kind of looking for him. He was just here, and he just stopped. I believe he might have been looking for you, possibly. Is are you Stacy? Uh, who wants to know? My name's Istra. Your friends told me something about what's going on, and I figured Tiefling coming to look for them. It's probably going to be Stacy of the group. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I'm Stacy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Perhaps you could help me. I got larger order of cookies than I meant to, and I was wondering, would you like to help me eat these? <gasps> really? Are you sh- Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna sit down and, and devour these. At a reasonable pace, though, because I'll make myself sick if I eat them too fast. Skizix told me that the one time. I was really nauseous after I stuffed my face with cookies. Perhaps you could take some with you. <sighs> Give them for later. Yes, that's a great idea. So, what were what were you and uh, Skizix talking about? Well, you just told me about some of the things your group of friends have been getting into, and some of the strange things you've learned, and it just looked like he could use someone to talk to, and some of the people here are a little not sure of how to react to the goblin sitting at the counter, so I was trying to get them to calm down about it. Oh. Huh. So you like talking to goblins? I enjoy talking to all kinds of people. Here, wherever you come from, you have an interesting story, and sometimes people just need someone to talk to when there's a lot going on. Huh. Well, I guess if Skizik trusted you, then I can tell you about our stories. Unless you don't want to hear that. I'd be... Very inter- interested to hear it. Uh, so... Hmm. Stacy will proceed to take a cookie and shove the whole cookie in her mouth at once, because that's how she rolls. And <laughs> think on that and just say, where do you want to start? How did you meet this group that you're a part of? Uh, so... I had been with Skizix for... Um, as long as I can remember, and I don't really, I can't remember where I came from, so, um, you know, but Skizix has been helping me get better at magic and just kind of traveling around because there's a lot 
of conflict going on in our, um, you know, the various places we go, unfortunately. The problem is, in order to train and eat and sleep and get clothes, you need money. So we took a job protecting a caravan that was traveling through two warring countries. And there was a knoll attack, a knoll swarm attacked us. And I decided to go out and help. Skizix joined me. And then it was a Tudak and Anastasia and then Zara and Kaka. The six of us just were kind of there on the battlefield. And after we kicked some butt, it was only then that we introduced ourselves. And it's kind of weird that we all just collided. And then we somehow managed to stick together just because we wanted to stop Knowles from destroying us. That's a pretty big thing to bond over. I've heard friendships form in stranger ways. Yeah, yeah. It was, what's the word? Kinship. Yeah, that's a good word. To do that. Um, it was a, an interesting way to develop that. We definitely weren't sure of each other, but we at least knew that we weren't going to let the other person die in combat, which is something um, because we ran into a lot, a lot of gnolls before we even reached the town that was overrun with gnolls. So it was a, we really don't like gnolls at all. They're pretty terrible. I imagine having to deal with that when you would develop a distaste for it. Yes. <laughs> I heard that you've had quite a few surprising revelations since all of this began. Yeah. So I found out that I was actually, I, I don't really remember it, but I was a part of a really mean organization called the Clan of Ash. I was the leader, and apparently my favorite thing to do was turn my enemies into ash. Um, and I really liked dragons, specifically Tiamat who I find out really isn't that great of a, a goddess. She's pretty terrible. And I also found out that Skizix knew who I was and hid that fact. Um, so we've been trying to deal with that and talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. Because <laughs> the worst part is I don't actually remember being ecstasy. So, uh, yeah, that's a... I don't know how much he talked about that, but um, it, it was a, it's still a lot to think about. It did seem rather conflicted at the way things went, but from what it sounded like, he really was trying to help protect you and keep you safe. He, he cares about you a lot. I'm really lucky to have him. He's still one of my, my best friends. I would do anything for him, you know, and I would protect him no matter what, because he has been there for me you know, as long as I can remember. And I was pretty lost when he first met me. So, you know, to have someone stick around with me is meant a lot. Even even if I'm a, I'm a goofball that likes uh, cookies way too, too, too much. No such thing as liking cookies too much. I like the way you think. And then Stacey will proceed to eat another cookie, just whole cookie, just... <laughs> I imagine she also notices there's fewer cookies than there were the last time she grabbed one, but she hasn't necessarily seen Estra eat them. 
I was like, Esther's just been nonchalantly chewing while she talks. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, there's just a plate <laughs> of cookies and they're just actually more strategically closer to Stacy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you just had a box with like a propped up with a, a twig and a string, like Stacy would be under that box eating the cookies. <laughs> it's adorable. It is. <laughs> so. How have you been handling learning all of this? Imagine it's quite a lot to process. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Well, half the time I want to cry about it and sulk. And then the other part is, you know, am I doing the right thing? And then there's the question of what is the right thing? And then it, my head hurts a lot from thinking about that because that's those are way too many deep questions. And what I'm trying to focus on now is just taking care of the five other people that have not left my side. Uh, you know, even after they found out that I was ecstasy dragon strife and I told them exactly who I was, they didn't abandon me or hate me. They just wanted to protect me even more, which I'm really lucky to have them because I... I don't have anyone else right now. Well, I mean, I do have my son, who I also just found out was a thing, and I have a wife, who I have not met yet, but apparently I have a wife. So that's also like more uh, things to think about as well. But um, as of right now, I have friends and a son and a wife out there that's been looking for me. I imagine that's going to be an interesting reunion when that happens. I want to, to vomit and cry from that because I'm not sure. <laughs> That's fair because also the woman she married, you're not the same person you were before whatever it was happened happened. Don't remind me. I My wife sounds like a badass. She's an assassin. And she would torture people for information. But According to my son and Skizik, she would do anything for me. And I'm so worried that she is going to see me and be absolutely disappointed. I don't want to break her heart. I, I can't imagine. I'll feel terrible doing that. How could anyone be disappointed in you? Yeah. Or the badass little ray of sunshine from what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know if she'll go for the Ray of Sunshine bit, but uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm also worried, if, what if I don't love her anymore? I don't really remember her. I love my son, though. I'm really proud of him. He's really cool. Perhaps you'll get the chance to fall in love with her again. You think so? And you've had the second chance at everything else. Huh. Have a chance to be a different person and decide what you want to be. Now that you know what you have been, what do you want to be now? I've never thought of it like that. Hmm. As long as I get more dessert and I get to protect my friends, I'm pretty okay with that. Sounds like... I would be okay with that as well. <laughs> do you want any of these cookies? I keep eating them. I've already had plenty, and I 
always get free cookies here. Baker who makes them mostly quite a few favors. Oh, man. I should get to know this baker. I want free cookies. Though I might run him out of business. Yes, might not be the best, but I'm... See what I can do to get you some pretty cookies, if not all of his cookies. <laughs> Yay! That would make me really happy. <laughs> what else are you thinking about as you try and process all of this? Um, I'm trying to deal with the fact that the Arbiters that we joined, I don't support what they do. You know, they are definitely a group of people that What's this, the phrase? The end justifies the means, I think. They have no problem with collateral damage? No. If As long as they achieve their goal, they really hurt Anastasia. I mean, Anastasia made a mistake. You know, she ran away from her duties and then she, you know, hurt us and picked up a demonic flail and got possessed briefly, but that she wasn't doing it to be mean. She thought she could pick up the flail and control it and use it for good. But the Arbiters didn't really care about any of that. They just wanted to punish her for running away from her duties. And they really hurt her. And she doesn't belong there. But we kind of ran away and ditched them. And I don't know what's going to happen with that. I I think they're going to find out that we ditched them and think they're going to be really mad that we ditched them. So uh, I don't know how to handle that because I think they're a lot stronger than us. And that kind of scares me. Uh, strength is a tough thing to fight, but whenever you're facing a stronger opponent, you can always find ways to fight smarter. I'm not smart, though. That's the problem. I'm sure you can catch them off guard, though. I hope so. Hopefully I can catch them with their pants down and then run. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing at that mental image all day. <laughs> it's just right now just picturing Stacey walking, running up, pantsing them, and then <laughs> running out. See you later, suckers. So you're dealing with the gnolls, you're trying to figure out how to deal with the arbiters, you're dealing with the cult. That's a lot on top of trying to figure out lost memory stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot. And I still haven't really had time to process everything because, you know, it's just when you get a moment to breathe and sit and rest, something else seems to happen, another monster attack or something of the likes. So it's been interesting. It's definitely never a dull moment, that's for sure, but it's also been very stressful trying to bounce from problem to problem to problem to problem. There's still Kane, who apparently was also a part of the, the Clan of Ash and was a necromancer and well, we briefly met him, and it didn't go great. He didn't kill us, but I don't think he's going to be happy to see us again next time as well. So, another problem on the list. Yep, yep. Not trying to keep all of these inside, right? You're talking about them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could keep them inside. I think I would explode with 
not literally though, like not literally like, but I'm trying to talk about it, you know, as much as I can with my friends. I didn't want to at first. When I found out I was ecstasy of the clan of Ash, I didn't want to tell anyone because I was terrified of losing them. Skizix knew, and I knew that Skizix knew, so I wasn't worried about losing him, but Zara, Atudak, Anastasia, and even Kaka, I was very worried that they would just leave me because I was going to be more trouble than I was worth. Um, and I just wanted to keep being friends with everyone. But now, uh, trying to talk about things more and trying to talk about any secrets my friends have. Like, I found out recently Kaka's not really a Kenku. So... Really? He's apparently a lich turned a crow into a Kenku-esque creature. So, you know, it's... We don't know what kind of consequences those have. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's no big deal. There won't be any problems with that. But he's still Kaka to us, so that's all that matters. Very interesting way to come into being, but she's just kind of blinking. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, not sure how to process that one, but he's still Kaka. And if Kaka can accept me as ecstasy, I can accept Kaka as being a not Kenku. He's still a Kenku to me because outside of Zara, I've never met another Kenku. So honestly, Kaka is more Kenku than I am. Like, I can't really can't really call myself Kenku, so I can't judge. He's close enough, and he's still a good friend from what I've heard. He's weird. <laughs> he's weird. He likes jerky a little too much, but he wants to do the right thing and be a good friend, so I can't really can't really fault him for that. I'm, I'm lucky to have him around. Oh, and normal friends are overrated. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I would. I don't think any of my friends are normal, but that's okay. So I'm. I'm happy. I'll keep them as long as possible. We are the ones. Who are the ones most worth keeping. Yes. <laughs> exactly. They never questioned your personal weirdness because they have their own weirdness. And apparently, I'm really weird and evil. So it works out. I'm not evil. You may have been, but you got the new start. You can be whatever you want to be. Hmm. I could. I hope I can do the right thing. You seem to be on the right track. Trying to help people, trying to solve problems. Not raising more things that could destroy the world. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You have the common sense enough to not be a fan of Tiamat, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty terrible. I don't know what I did to make her make me like this, but obviously it was pretty bad. So, yeah. <laughs> so, is Amon responsible for why you're like this? I don't know, actually. I found out that all my research notes, I was a very smart arch wizard, and I split all of my notes up into about six different secret layers. And I I don't know where any of them are. My wife knows possibly one or two locations. So I'm hoping to go there because I want to figure out stuff and see what happened. But 
It's also going to be pretty dangerous because it sounds like I, I uh, booby-trapped everything and put up lots of wards. So even one of these layers is pretty dangerous. So I don't know what happens. Uh, obviously, I, I used to be a wizard and now I'm a sorceress. So something changed. But I couldn't tell you what. I'm hoping to find out. But it's also a lot to ask my friends. Hey guys, let's break into my old secret evil layers. I'm sure that won't go over well. There might be other useful things in there, but I also imagine it's, as you described, very dangerous. There might be some cool stuff. Maybe that's how I'll get them. Be like, hey, there's really rare things in there. You also might die. It'll be fine. I feel like almost every situation you've run into... You almost might die. Yeah, yeah. There, yep. There's a couple times I, I went, uh, I was knocked unconscious, and then Zara healed us. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Zara, we would probably definitely all be dead. Sounds like you found a very good group of friends. I'm very lucky. Faith <laughs> has a way of taking our life in some very interesting directions. I've discovered. Yeah. Very interesting ways. Huh. Also a lot of crazy ways. Kind of hoping our adventures, you know. I like fighting monsters and helping people out and protecting them, but I also like resting and not dying. I can appreciate that. <laughs> not dying is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've ran into lots of situations like that as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's been a while, but oh, yes. <laughs> the reason I've been trying to retire, unsuccessfully, because things keep trying to rise up and destroy the world, but I'm trying. Yep. Sometimes you just have to learn to go with whatever life throws at you. Or at least learn to duck. <laughs> I haven't learned how to duck yet. I keep getting hit with more monster attacks and stuff, so... Yeah, work on, working on that one. But trying to fight against everything, you know, life seems to throw a lot of curveballs at us, but I haven't given up, not yet. And you're not alone in dealing with it? No, no. Thankfully, I have uh, my friends. You're very lucky indeed. Think so? Yes. Like I said, you found a good group of people, and they're there to help you while you deal with the world metaphorically being on fire. Yeah, someone cast a big fireball. <laughs> a, meta a big metaphoric fireball all over. <laughs> I hear that description. <laughs> I've seen someone actually try that before, but thankfully, it didn't work. That's good, because fireball is pretty terrible. I like it. I like it using it on monsters, but it's pretty pretty spooky attack. Yes, it's... yeah, hmm. Have to be very careful about where you aim that one. Yeah, I haven't burnt any of my friends, so that's okay. That's the important part. Exactly. So, what are you all doing now? So, after leaving my son, because my son went into hiding, because Kane killed him, and then we brought him back. So he has to go into hiding because we don't want Kane to uh, try to kill him again right now. So we came to a town nearby and there was a giant invisible demon that we killed. And now we're currently trying to 
honestly, I'm hoping we can sit down and reevaluate everything because we kind of decided to leave the Arbiters. We know that's not going to work forever. So we're actually in limbo. I, I don't, maybe this is the time to breathe. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we can sit down and kind of talk about everything because uh, I think we need to. I don't know where to go next. And I don't think Skizix knows where to go next. So that's where we're at right now, trying to figure out what the next step is in our adventure of not dying. Uh, not dying is always an important part, but uh, sounds like everything has gone very, very sideways since you took that job. We were forced into it. They told us they would take us in as I guess contracts but we didn't sign any contracts we were kind of looped into it because Anastasia was a part of it and they couldn't just let us go I think either we worked for them or they killed us so we did a job for them trying to find these rescue these people in um, a town called Balea that was infected by plague ever since we joined the Arbiters things has been chaotic and I don't think they're going away anytime soon which sucks, because I don't really like them. Yeah, probably not going away, but maybe one day they won't be as much of a thorn in your side. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they back off of us and leave us alone. Maybe it's time they get new leadership. <laughs> that's not as focused on the ends as justifies the means and damn the consequences. Hmm. Never been a fan of that. No, and they take it to the extreme. I'm sure even innocent people, if they were in the way, you know, they would just be wiped out, you know, because it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if the world doesn't end, that's, you know, who cares if a couple innocent people are, are slaughtered in the process? I may need to have a very, very strong talking to with some of them. <laughs> Good luck. They're a pretty rough bunch. The one leader, Domine, wasn't too, too bad, but I can't exactly trust her either because she's a part of the organization. Yeah, it's tricky when dealing with people who have very set mindsets on certain things. Yeah, and I don't know if we see her. I don't think she's going to listen to logic or, you know, negotiations if we see her again. I, I think she'll probably be real mad at us. Probably. Just to make sure she doesn't see you then. That's a good point. I don't really want to go into hiding, but I guess I have no choice. It's hiding or dying. Yeah, yeah, I'll go into hiding. I'll wear a wig and I'll cut my hair or something. I don't know. I'll put on a fake mustache. She'll never recognize me. I'm sure between the rest, you and the rest of your friends, you can find some way to stay under their radar. Yeah, I think I think Skizix has disguise self, and I think Kaka has a disguise kit. Why he has a disguise kit, I don't know, but we'll figure something out. I'm also hoping if I meet up with my wife, she can provide some support as well, and maybe help at least avoid the Arbiters for a little bit. Or find some way to get them off of your backs. Right. Yeah. Something. Hoping. Yeah, you find yourself in some tricky situations. Yeah. I don't know what cosmic force has made it this way, but it's been kind of a doozy. Yeah. 
looking at you, DM. <laughs> <laughs> We're planning to hopefully have some time to rest and breathe soon and figure out what's going on, yes? Uh, yeah. 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 Hoping to talk about a lot of things. I have a lot to talk about, but I recommend... But I can see if you can just have a little one-on-one -on -one time with Skizix. He seems... I feel like he's not sure how to approach you after he found out about everything, because like he feels bad, but he also feels like he didn't have much of a choice but to not tell you for your own protection. It'd be good to talk to him about it, let him know... Well, how do you feel about him not telling you? I was... Hmm, I was hurt badly. You know, the, the, having, I was fumbling around for months, not knowing who I was and, you know, chasing after that, almost, almost childlike. And then having it right in front of me, like Skizix knew who I was the entire time. Apparently he was one of my apprentices, like my, my son taught him magic. You know, he wasn't just a random goblin, you know, that... It, he, he knew who I was, and, you know, he also knew that Rivian was my son, you know, which is a very private matter. So, I did slap him across the face, because I was mad. I was very mad at that. But I get it. I know I'm not the most, I'm not the smartest, or the most mature. Apparently, I'm the oldest one in the group. Apparently, I'm 132 years old, but I, I know I don't act it. It's looking very good for 132. Thank you, and apparently, like, I still have, you know, uh, you know, this isn't even me all grown up. I, I think I'm 16? I don't know. I'm gonna say, yeah, sure, 17, maybe. But I'm really 132. I have no idea. Magic is weird. Magic is real weird. But I do get it. I haven't told him thanks yet. Or that he's still my friend. And... I know I should, because at, at the end of the day, I do want to help Skizix achieve his dream of, you know, being the best goblin mage around, even the best mage, because I think he, he really could be, but I haven't told him that yet, and I think I need to. He does care about you a lot. He left everything behind and has done everything he can to protect you, and even though you're very different... From the person he knew you as, he still cares about you and he'll follow you anywhere. He'll do anything for you. And I'll do anything for him. He's my best friend. Absolutely. But I haven't gotten a chance to tell him that yet. And I think I will. Should. It would do him good to hear that. Also, I have to make sure that my wife does not murder him because my wife is apparently real mad that she couldn't find me for a couple months, and it looks like it will come off like Skizix was trying to hide me from her, which won't go well. So... He did seem rather concerned about that. Yeah. The large amount of people that want to kill him. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a couple people. My son was pretty mad that uh, he had me hidden away, but we got over that hump. I think we just need to get over... The next one, my son was going to contact me when he found my wife and, 
he was able to get a teleportation circle set up so we can meet. So I'm hoping to try to deal with all these feelings and meet my wife and have my wife not kill Skizix and yeah, and just try to relax. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Sounds like you're probably going to need more cookies. Yes, I'm going to need a lot more cookies. I'm going to put a lot of these in my bag. I'll see if I can get you some more to go as well. Thank you. No problem. You seem to have a lot on your plate, metaphorically speaking. Not literally. I don't think there's many cookies left on the plate right now. Nope, I ate a lot of them. Just totally fine. <laughs> I would have eaten them all myself. And that was my second plate. I didn't need to leave, but... Wish you luck. And everything that's going on. If there's ever anything I can do to help, I'll try my best. Thanks for listening. I haven't really been able to talk about it this all. I appreciate it. And thank you for the cookies. The cookies are the best. I need to find this baker and get free cookies from him. Oh, but in a good word for you, and I'm happy to have helped. Well, I'm gonna go find Skizix now and tell him I just got a whole bunch of cookies. Hopefully he won't be too upset about me giving you that much sugar. It'll be fine. I'll just run it off. I'm gonna go run it off right now. Bye. Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? 
Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. <laughs>